Baseline Podcast, the pod where normal people become incrementally less shit. Sometimes. I'm Stacey Fisher. And I'm Taryn Hedo. And together, we're sisters and a pair of normies making like it's 1997 and building flowcharts unironically. Before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands in which we are recording this podcast. For us today, that is the lands of the Gadigal and Wurundjeri peoples. Sovereignty was never ceded and it always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Taryn, this week we are going to do something a little different on the podcast and I'm going to go through the process of building a flow chart using minimum baseline principles to build up to a new goal. Plus, I'm going to share some bat shittery that takes the concept of customer service to a whole new level. Taryn, what's news for the week? I've just been vibing. I don't know. Like, I've just been hanging out. I've just been resting. I've been having my water, my hydrolite. I've been putting my feet up. I've, I've had a, a very quiet week, but one that was very needed. Fabulous. Do you want to go first for bat shittery this week? I certainly will. Well, Stacey, on Saturday night, the Victorian election occurred and to the surprise of absolutely no one in Victoria, (laughs) the Labour Party absolutely shitted in. Anthony Green announced it at like quarter past eight. Yeah. Uh, And keep in mind that unlike the federal election, votes don't start being counted until six o'clock. Not a contest. Mm-hmm. There were some swings against Labor, keeping in mind they've been in power for, I think this is their third or fourth term or something. Yeah, he's um, going to be the third longest serving Victorian Premier in history, I think. Yeah. The the swings didn't really win the Liberals any seats. It, it, Labor still have a huge majority. And there what? were big swings the other way too, weren't there? So there weren't just swings to the Nats, who are our Conservative Party. There were swings to the Greens as well. There was, to an extent, uh, it sort of played out so in the northwestern suburbs that are very, you know, Labor has seats there with like 20% margins. Mm. There was a swing against Labor in those seats. Mm. In the east and in the southeast, there were in some cases swings towards Labor or no swings Mm. at all. It was very much reflective of who was financially impacted by lockdowns. You know, if you're living in the in the more affluent east, you are less likely to have been impacted financially by the lockdowns mm. than if you are living in the north or northwest. Mm. Mm. The batshit part of this was all of the coverage <laughs> prior to the election. And not just Murdoch, like even former Fairfax, now Channel 9, all of that was so negative towards labor there I mean, was this most most of the articles i saw were out and out hit jobs they were like character assassination it wasn't even pretending to be journalism yeah and beyond that i think there was this real sense if all you knew was what you were getting from news sites you would think that it was going to be a closed contest you would think that people hated dan andrews now anyone that lives here knows that that wasn't really the case. I mean, the Victorian Liberal Party, their leader is a bloke who <laughs> was last seen having a lobster dinner with Mafia and its most <laughs> well-known member drunk crashed his car into a fence that still yeah. hasn't been repaired. Yeah. So everyone here knew. The day before the election, former Liberal MP Katie Allen goes, there's not much love for Daniel Andrews in Malvern and there is no question... <laughs> 
that the incumbent Liberal MP will challenge. Like, are you kidding me? Like, he got over 50% of Aged the vote. like milk. Seat. <laughs> let's, let's go. 11th of November, 2022, Ken Phillips from The Spectator, which is a very conservative publication. What if Dan Andrews loses his seat? This is a serious wild card possibility. Here's why this scenario is very real. Dan is facing a highly credible independent candidate, a symbol of hardworking family small business in Victoria and a victim of blatant and shocking Victorian government behaviour. Ian Cook is the sort of honest, down-to-earth person that could well attract significant voter support. So let's do a live cross to Dan Andrews' seat of Mulgrave, where he has, on Two Party Preferred, a 60.4% swing towards him. <laughs> first preference votes, he has 50.7% of first preference votes. Ian Cook has 20.5% of first preference votes. The Libs have 16. So combined with Ian Cook and Libs, it's, what, 36% primary vote? Wow. I just think that the whole coverage of the Victorian election was completely ridiculous. And I think the power of traditional media is dead. Yeah, that's what I was – that was the kind of the encouraging thing I got from all of this was Murdoch no longer – has the Australian voting public by the gonads in the same way that he did during the Howard years. Yeah. He cannot call an election anymore. The danger is that it's really polarising people and there are a significant minority of people who genuinely believe that their political opponents are out to get them. And you're right, it is a significant minority. I mean, this guy got 20% of the primary vote. That is a a significant amount. Mm. But it certainly isn't representative of the Australian population in mm. any way. One of the like one of the issues in Victorian politics is that it is very uh, it is very polarized because mm. for some reason, because the Victorian Liberal Party isn't in power very much, instead of just being like normal people, which is the approach that they seem to have taken in New South Wales, they are just being dragged further and further to the right. Mm. So, Michael O'Brien was the previous leader of the Victorian Liberal Party. He was ousted about a year ago when the polls was showing it was 52-48, two-party preferred. And now Mm. this bloke, Matthew Guy, who's much further to the right, much more Mm. alarmist and angry and uh, actively encouraged conspiracy theories about COVID and about vaccines and about the lockdowns. Mm. As someone who has long COVID, if it was up to him, many more people would have long COVID. And the reason that that hasn't happened in the New South Wales Liberals is because Labor cocked things up so massively for 15 years, they were so horrifically corrupt that the Libs they haven't had opposition for so long that they've had to govern. And when you've got to govern, you don't just get to throw paint around the joint. All right. Well, we are moving out of Victoria now. <laughs> what is your bad shittery for the week? Well, mine's short and sweet today. I had spent a ridiculous amount of time trawling through articles on, I don't know if you've seen this, but Trump had dinner 
with Kanye West and a guy who is so far right, he abandoned the Republican Party for not being far right enough. He's a white supremacist in every sense of the word. He's an anti-Semite. He has suggested that the words white supremacist is like anti-white bias. (laughs) That's how much of a white supremacist (laughs) he is. He started a political action group called the Make America Great Again Political Action Group. He was like one of the key organizers of the January 6 riots. He was the boss of the Stop the Steal campaign. Da, da, da. Anyway, Trump was like, I don't even know him. Does he even <laughs> go here? Too much, too extreme for Trump. <laughs> so I was going to talk about that, but that was just depressing. So I am going to do a podcast listener submission. It made me laugh so hard because I am a child. It is a (laughs) picture from an actual bathroom supplies shop and there is the champion for toilet on a pedestal in the showroom and underneath is a sign that says, ask an associate for a demonstration. That's so good. I'm going to pop that on the socials. That is my submission for weekly bat shittery. (laughs) It is indeed bat shit. All right, Taryn, what are you working on this week? So as I said at the beginning, I've had a fairly quiet week, like in comparison to my previous few. I had to spend a lot of time watching games that happened the previous week because I hadn't seen them because I had been commentating. I have been left with this moral dilemma about the Men's World Cup happening in Qatar at the moment because if you'd asked me a year ago, I was like, I'm boycotting. For those that don't know, uh, it's the Men's World Cup is being held in Qatar essentially because FIFA got bribed and it's all come out. It was extremely corrupt. And in the process of building the stadiums for the World Cup, Qatar uses an indentured servitude system almost where foreign laborers are ushered into the country and you know have to work a certain amount of years and aren't sort of sent home until they work off their debt to get into the country there has been literal indentured servitude i I didn't realize it was that overt yeah yeah there has it has been subject of pretty significant reform but an estimated six thousand workers died building the stadiums (gasps) for the world cup it is I knew it was bad. I yeah. did not know the number. Yes. Wow. So the, the official number is three. But an investigative journalist went through and had a look. And what he found when he looked at sort of like deaths in Qatar by foreign workers, a lot of them are like heat, random heart attacks, falling or something. And they, they try and not associate it with the working conditions of building the stadiums in the official records. Oh, my God. But it's very obvious that that is the case. And workers' rights groups have been telling uh, journalists that that is the case as well. Horrendous. So I didn't want anything to do with the Qatar World Cup because it's it's completely tainted. It's also, on a very basic level, it's also a World Cup that I can't attend because it's in a country where homosexuality is illegal, which is also, like, should just be grounds Mm. to not hold a World Cup in that Mm. country, especially when you're pretending to be an organisation that is inclusive. But now now I work in football. You know, I'm having these, like, moral dilemmas and discussions with myself and I'm thinking, well, I, I work in it. That's been going through my head all week. I've made a decision to not 
monetize any of that. So I had an opportunity to go on a on a podcast for it and I've kind of made a decision to just not accept money from covering that. If if it's your full-time job, I don't I don't blame anyone for going. I'm not having a go at anyone for going, but I just blah, I hate it. Mm. So that's been going on. But yeah, apart from that, I it was a really nice change on the weekends to be able to watch the women's games without the stress of having to compensate a game. <laughs> I watched Dub Zone, which is the 3 p.m. Saturday show that shows three games at once. And that was great. I sent in some tweets and interacted with it as well, which was a lot of fun. I very much enjoyed that. I very much enjoyed all of the games. It was great. And this week is just about continuing in that same direction and just getting one day better with it all. Amazing. What are you working on this week, Stacey? So last week I was working on noticing my boundaries and just keeping track of those little moments that felt like a little tug at my chest or my throat closing over. It just felt like an interaction wasn't right for me, was in some way in conflict with my core values and that was a great exercise to do my perfectionist brain typically once it sees a problem wants to solve it instantly and solve it in the most complicated way possible I had decided last week that I would just sit with it and I did and I've just felt freer expressing my boundaries in response now that I've noticed how often I get that little twinge I was out on Saturday night. I'd been out since four o'clock and I'd had a few drinks. And as you know, I've been training for a triathlon, so I've not been drinking much and I certainly haven't been having many late nights. And it got to about quarter to 10 and I was like, "Mm, I'm going to go home now. And my table had been talking to the table beside us and the person that I was talking to said to me, oh, are you headed home now? It's only quarter to 10. And without hesitation, without feeling like a loser, without feeling like maybe I should just have one more drink because my girlfriends were hanging around. I was like, sir, I am 41 years old. I turn into a pumpkin at 10 p.m. I'm out. And I jumped in an Uber and I went home and I did not join the girls. They kicked on. I went home and it was a great decision because I went out the next night as well and now I'm shattered. Yeah, so I'm going to, I'm just going to continue doing that. I think another week of just noting down when I feel like I am meant to say one thing, but I want to do another, I'm just going to note it down. But the big thing that I wanted to do this week was I'm a bit inspired by your work that you'd done a few weeks ago around building back up to playing football. Mm -hmm. And you had built a flow chart which I thought was the dweebiest thing you've ever done, but also really, really cool and a great way to bring the minimum baseline philosophy to life when it comes to goal setting and achieving those goals. So on average, the podcast is getting about 40 downloads an episode and that fluctuates from week to week but it seems to be around that we had quite a few more in our first episode and obviously we didn't impress (laughs) impress that many people a lot of them have not come back (laughs) 
one of the reasons that I wanted to do this podcast was I wanted accountability. I wanted to chat to you, of course, but I wanted accountability. And one of the things that I (laughs) have wanted to do is build a little WhatsApp group with like 10 or 20 people and together work through achieving a goal in the new year using the minimum baseline method. I think I've got a couple of friends who might be interested in doing that. But to get us to a point where we've got 10 or 20, I think we need to lift the listeners, the average number of weekly listeners. So there's a few steps. The ultimate goal for me, which if you are a 90s flowchart nerd, you would call the Terminator. Uh, That's just the goal at the very top of the (laughs) flowchart. And mine would be a group of 20 people to come together and we're all going to set a goal in the new year and we're going to work through that process together. Mm-hmm. So that's the goal. To get there, there is going to be a process. And what I want to do is break that process down into micro steps per the minimum baseline method and build that flow chart. And then I'm going to put the flow chart on the website and people can have a look at that or on social media. People can have a look at that. Great. Let's do it. Okay. So my Terminator is a group of 20 people in a WhatsApp group working on our goals in 2023, early 2023, probably in Australia. No one does anything until Australia Day. So we'll make it like February 1st is the date that we're going to kick off. I need to learn more about podcast marketing. And some of the steps there might be listening to podcasts on podcast marketing. There might be a Udemy course that I could do. I could just post on social media more. So maybe do a daily post on social media and people might find us through hashtags. I don't know anything about Twitter. Yeah, I mean, what you need to do is you need to get someone who has a lot of followers on Twitter to Mm -hmm. retweet it, which is something that I should do because I have nearly a thousand followers, which isn't heat, but it is enough that if I post something, few people should see it. So uh, that is something that I've been really slack on, which I can definitely do. Why do you think that is? Is that like a vulnerability thing? Because this is quite a personal podcast. Yeah, I hate it. (laughs) I I hate it. I'm I'm the I'm football person. I I post about football. What do you need to work through there? Do you think? I don't know. Or do you just have to do it and deal with fallout? Just have to do it. Yeah, there's no fallout. It's just imaginary fallout. As so that could be one action, um, harass little sister to actually tell people that she's <laughs> eleven podcasts in now. I think I need to do a better job of getting downloads as well for that. We've got the planner. I have been nervous about people downloading it and saying it's shit. So we <laughs> haven't <laughs> really kind of said, hey, there's this daily planner. I think I would like to beef that up a bit with a with my weekly. I do a weekly process on a Sunday night with my like Sunday night process and maybe my monthly process and this process even the flow chart process that we're going through now how to build your goals using a flow chart like a mega nerd i definitely need to work on that i don't have time thought because that's a lie Mm. and then you know working through my feelings about the taking action (laughs) um reviews I should actually be a bit more like going to my friends and personally asking them to do reviews. I'm pretty sure Sam wouldn't have reviewed me and he's literally married to me. (laughs) 
So <laughs> I will harass him. <laughs> yep. They need to harass for reviews. I think that that helps get it out. I think also just generally community. I mean, in my experience from previous podcasts, I think that with the with the Yarra Jets podcast, obviously we never had a real goal to increase engagement. The goal was just to to have something fun amongst ourselves. Mm. The Yarra Jets podcast, for those that don't know, is, is a podcast that my friend and I did for our football club that we both play for. We just talk about the shenanigans that we get up to every week. And that's it is a cheap fun plug. podcast. But it is a it is a fun podcast. But I think that the thing that kept people listening from within our community was the fact that it was a community, right? Every single week there was the big group chat. It got sent out on Tuesday morning and then Tuesday afternoon was training. So at every training at Tuesday night, people would talk about the podcast together. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, people would listen. It became part of a lot of people's weekly routine mm. to listen to the podcast going to training on a Tuesday afternoon after work. Mm-hmm. And that's what kept people listening was the community and so I think really what what we have to do is create a community Let's create a community of people maybe we create a new segment a community segment a feedback segment what are you working yeah, on segment? yeah 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 yeah, yeah I think I think that's why I want the whatsapp group because it does feel like the missing piece yeah we are trying to be helpful but we're getting nothing back I think a kind of central place where everyone could chat would be good, but I don't want it to be on social because I'm not on social. So, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So, top of flowchart. Yep. WhatsApp group. Yes, top of flowchart. WhatsApp group with 20 people by the 1st of February, 2023. Next step on flowchart. More engagement, 100 weekly listeners. Yes. Then how do we achieve the 100 weekly listeners? We do social media promotion. More social media promotion. sense of community. Yep. I'm going to beef up the downloads that are a bit more valuable so that we've actually got a direct line of communication with people that might not be within our networks and to, you know, invite them to join our community, harass our friends for reviews. And do work on ourselves. And do work on ourselves because both of us are obviously got some brain drama around this. <laughs> Great. That's a good looking flow chart. There's only three levels. But uh, I appreciate, I appreciate I think, it. Yeah, I think we need to like chunk all of that down and I'm going to have a think about it. And my to-do for the week, so my big dumb thing by next week is to have this mapped out by this time next week. Amazing. I love it. Okay, what's your small dumb thing? So last week it was to get out of the house every day and I did that except for yesterday. But in my defence... I made I, I made a decision. I woke up on sun, Sunday morning and I was like, I'm doing nothing today. Fuck this. Fuck you. Fuck everything. I'm doing nothing. <laughs> and I sat in front of my computer and I played RuneScape. And RuneScape? I wow. ate leftover curry for lunch. And my friend came over and we had vegan takeaway burgers and watched football. And it was great. So <laughs> just, I still interacted with the outside world. No, but every other day I did leave the house. So there you go. I did actually achieve that. So, and I've already left the house today as well. So good stuff. Amazing. Tick, tick. Uh, in terms of this week, I have gotten really slack with planning my day out. So previously we, I've spoken about how good it is to wake up in the morning, have my coffee, have my breakfast, plan out my day. 
uh, not to the hour, but just what am I going to do today? What time do I have other things on? How is, you know, and then tick it off when it's done. I've been really slack at doing that. So I'm going to get back into the routine of doing that. And I did so again today. It just helps remind me like how much I'm doing every day. Even if it only feels like a couple hours of like hard, intense work a day, that's kind of all you can really do. And, and you're still achieving decent amount of things by only fully focusing for like three or four hours a day rest of mm-hmm. it work and I'm still getting a lot done so it's just important that I structure that so mm-hmm. I'm so completely lost amazing great great Stacey, what's your small dumb thing so I've got a big dumb thing and my small dumb thing last week was to run walk the seven k's that I need to do for my duathlon which is a week and a bit away now wow less than two weeks away that is a 850 meter swim and a seven kilometer run. And I am not ready. I have not yet done my full seven Ks. My run tomorrow is has to be six and a half Ks. So I think I'm going to do a six and a half K run and then just walk an extra 500 meters. And that's my small dumb thing from last week done this week. Great. You'll nail it. Running's easy. You just keep going. It bec- it's such a mental no it is. My, my thing with running is it's so mental I mean to yeah. a point obviously like I could not go out and run 5ks right now but for no. a lot of if, if you can if you can run if you know you you are able-bodied it is it's so mental it's so mm-hmm. mental mm-hmm. and that's what half of what you're training like you're training mm. your body so it's not so painful mm. but it's also like you're training your brain whenever I check in to myself when I'm about to bail on a run and I ask myself an honest question, how is my body feeling? Can it keep going? The answer is 100% yes. It's always my mind that craps out before my body. 100%. Taryn, mini motivation. How will you keep your motivation high and eliminate demotivating factors this week? So for me, I'm going to talk about my partner again, kind of. I mean, also me, but, but also her. Uh, because I'm I'm getting healthier, I'm able to like help around the house more and do more things. And that's been really nice. I'm mm-hmm. able to cook us meals. Mm-hmm. I'm able to you know, clean up after myself. Because she's been so busy working sort of consecutive 12-hour days, kind of seven days a week, you know, me cooking a meal means that she has something to eat the next day for lunch or it means that she doesn't have to think about dinner or it it makes quite a big difference and I cooked two meals last week and it was huge and I that that is really motivating for me to keep to keep getting better great I did like my first sort of multi-set workout last week and it did tie me out it was really difficult and Mm -hmm. I was planning on doing it three times a week and then I was like hang on a minute this needs to be a once a week for a little while mm-hmm. but like it really motivates me to do it again um on on Wednesday and to to maybe try and get it up to a twice a week or you know eventually try and get it up to a three times a week because it's it's really nice to be getting stronger I don't take much for granted anymore physically mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's very satisfying amazing my mini motivation is way less wholesome than that. Uh, <laughs> I want to finish watching the most batshit documentary I, series that I have ever watched in my life. Have you watched The Vow on Netflix? I haven't. It sounds culty. 
Yeah, it's about the Nexium, you know, the Nexium cult that had all the Hollywood actresses and they got branded. Did you hear about that? I didn't, but I'm I'm now upset. Yeah. Okay. It is the hat shahit, and it would definitely feature on a future episode in the batshit segment. I haven't yet got to the end, and it just keeps going and getting more and more batshit. And my business partner has assured me that it gets even more batshit from here. And I just, I'm actually, I'm not even sure that it could be a batshit because it is such a multi-part clusterfuck of crazy. Anyway. She's just, not only do I have about half an episode to go in the second series that apparently wraps it all up, the women that still follow and support this guy have a YouTube channel. And I need to watch that YouTube channel. And I am not going to allow myself to watch that YouTube channel until I've got through my to-do list for the day. So my mini motivation is to get through my to-do list. So that I can <laughs> marinate in the batshit. I'm very excited. That's so funny. Taryn. Stacey. Where can the people find us? So you can find us on our website at minimumbaseline.com, at Instagram at minimum.baseline, or Twitter at minimumbaseline, or at Taryn Hedo for me, not for the podcast to clarify. <laughs> the podcast is not called Taryn Hedo, but follow me. <laughs> Five-star reviews help us reach other normies who might also be trying to become incrementally less shit. Please jump on your podcast app of choice and leave us some feedback. And please do this. We just went through the process. It will be an action item of mine. Please review the podcast. Five stars. Five stars. You can follow us, which also increases us on the algorithm, I believe, on mm -hmm. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or on our RSS feed on our website. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>